Greetings, this is Jason Hill, and this is the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio, 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM in Chicago. Let's get to this week's episode. Here's my co-host, Mike Shrek. Hey, good morning. This is Mike Sheriff, Jason Hill. This is Into the Gap. It is Saturday, April 11th, 2020. We're in the midst of the pandemic, right, Jason? Yeah, good morning. Folks. Good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, how's life out in Elgin? Uh, it's good. I've yeah. got lots of greenery. The buds are coming up. I'm walking in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. doing lots of cooking and remote teaching and writing and just, the, you know, in a strange way. Yeah. I don't mean to sound, this is going to come across the wrong way, but it almost feels, I'm 54, almost 55. Yeah. I grew up in Jamaica where things were slow paced mm-hmm. and it it feels like this is my natural and I'm a very driven person, but mm-hmm. it almost feels like this is life as it should be. Less, less hurried. Yeah. A lot of quiet. Yeah. A lot of silence. Yeah. Time for contemplation. Yeah. Um, it fits my natural rhythm of how I function, which is contemplative, mm-hmm. work hard. Mm-hmm but not not maniacal and not tense yeah you know? yeah i think that's um I, th- I think i think that's kind of a shared experience especially outside the urban environments you know yeah i think when you get out like i live you know just south of you now uh probably about 35 miles out in naperville and uh it's you know it's kind of a pretty wide spaces spaces you know and it's a it's a pretty peaceful experience out there right now Yes, and, uh, and and yeah, there's not a lot of traffic, not a lot of noise, um, you know, and, and and also not a lot of upset. Other than you know, everyone's kind of wondering like, when is this thing going to open up? What what is what is the new reality going to be? I think that's the biggest question: is what is the new reality going to be? Right. And you know, the the answer I tell everyone is the new reality is what we're dealing with right now. This is the reality. This is reality. You know. This, right. And it's not the way it's always going to be, but this is what it is. So. Um, right. Yeah, man. It's also Holy Saturday. It's Easter weekend. So yes, it's tomorrow. yes, I'm yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. Easter Sunday. I'm going to cook a big ham. Everyone's into the whole ham thing, man. I, I'm not. A well, big... that's cultural. I mean, I'm I Jamaican. I mean, oh, okay. We, we start celebrating from Holy Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And then Good Friday would be fish, and yeah. then Saturday would be soup, and then Sunday would be ham, chicken, and roast beef, and. Sounds um, so. when this gets over, I want to go to Jamaica with you and learn how to do Jamaica the real way. You know, yeah. Like every every time I went to Jamaica, I I I went to like one of those all inclusives and was afraid to get out into Jamaica because of all the stories you heard. You know, so you know I'd score pot and sit on a beach and smoke dope for three or four days and then go home. You know, that was that's Jamaica. It was eighty three degrees and beautiful, but you know I didn't didn't experience Jamaica. And they're not they're not going to mess with you. No, of course not. Nobody messes with me. But but it's just (laughs) no, they don't. I mean, I don't get messed with because I'm mostly I'm making jokes. Who messes with someone who makes jokes? Nobody. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's, it's fine. You have to just yeah. be careful. And yeah. No. Not wander out at four o'clock in the morning and so on. No, 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 dude. I'm never. Except for like I was telling, <laughs> you, I was telling you, you know, on Tuesday a couple of people I knew uh, passed away. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's funny. I, I I post on Facebook, and and the thing is, it, it wasn't. It you know, it's always sad when someone passes. You know, but what was really great, I was on. Uh, you know, on the phone and, and, and talked to a friend of mine and we shared some ideas and music and stuff like that and just talked back and forth. 
And what was really interesting, because I stayed up all Tuesday night, which I never do, is I had this experience of going all the way through the grieving process to at the end, I actually got who these people were for me and the Mm -hmm. world and who they were for their people and got the gift their life was, you know? And I'm not sure we ever go through the grieving process to get to that point where we really, where we really get how, what a true gift their life was and what a true gift life was. So, you know, I had a real busy day Wednesday. I fell asleep. I was gassed. I slept about, you know, 10 hours and woke up Thursday morning. And I had this experience of complete awareness and and complete and utter appreciation for life as it is. Yes. Not as I want it or not as it should be or not as it wasn't or just life as it is. And it was, it was pretty remarkable to come from there. Now, yeah. seeing life as it is doesn't mean I'm aligned with all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't make any sense, but at least it wasn't, it was in like an empowered place and it was an opportunity to, to engage in it. And so um, that's where I've been the last couple of days. And you and I have been talking since, you know, for about that last half hour about this stuff. And that's what I want to talk to you about is, you know, how life is now. Um, what could we do? Where could we go? What do we have to address? Because there's, I'm starting to see a bunch of things that I didn't see before that don't really work around here, you know? Yeah. And I'd love to get your take on some of the stuff that you're seeing that needs to be addressed, needs to be restored, needs to be repaired, you know, needs to be looked at. Well, a lot of things. I mean, yeah. one, of the things, one of the things that I want to put out there, because we were talking about this before the show, yeah. is about trusting the experts and not trusting the experts and how right. to get the economy going yes. without yeah. going too prematurely Yes. and uh, <laughs> so on, is... You know, the experts are saying that we need to start testing for antibodies, mm-hmm. which I think. And then, you know, Mr. 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 Trump yeah. uh, said there's no way that's going to happen. Mr. Trump said there's no way that's going to happen. And then Fauci, I love that man because uh, <laughs> nobody can shut him up, came out and said <laughs> we need to start testing for antibodies so that we can put healthy people back into the work. And then the president came out and said it's going to happen. Yeah. So this is this is, you know, one thing that I think we need to invest millions and millions of dollars in Mm -hmm. is testing people for antibodies, see who's immune to the virus, uh, who can really be reintroduced back in a responsible way. And there are tens of millions of people. It's just, it's 10, it's a, it's a pinprick Mm -hmm. and it costs $10 and you can get the results in 10, 10 minutes. And then you can get a certification of health. Yeah. Right. I think this needs to happen. So that's just I just wanted to put that before we start talking about no, things I, that weren't working and things that need to change. Um, you know, I'm not going to go all Greta Thunberg on you and say, <laughs> you know, go back to go back to nature and live like primeval, primordial, you know, jungle beasts. Well, one of the but, things one of the things that I really have enjoyed is this is only the second reference to Greta Thunberg that I've heard since this whole thing started. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think she needs to be, that's a, probably two times more than we need to hear for, about her, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she needs to be put in mothballs. So not literally, but yeah. you know, figuratively. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think there needs, to, the, the, I have one concern about the test. Okay. What's that? And, and the one concern I have about the test is a, no tests are without error. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's number one. And so we're going to have it be the law, and then there's going to be error there, so there's going to be some missings. But the other thing is the whole idea of any kind of mass testing and mass certification for the population, that always makes me a little bit uncomfortable. 
It's a form of surveillance, and we should yeah. talk about that because yeah. we do need to be aware. In a, we need to keep our liberties and our freedom. Yeah. And, and and that that's the biggest thing. The, the 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 functional point you're talking about to give people all clear. It, it makes perfect sense, you know, because yeah. we've got a bunch of people sitting on the sidelines, aching to play, and we got to get them back in the game. We have to. But 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 the thing is, is is where, um, you know, where is the, you know, and, and again, it's it's all a conversation. It's all about looking at the positive and negative. There's no perfect solution. And what I'm starting to see is I kind of line up on this one area and I'm, I don't know if I'm militant, but I've got a pretty, pretty strong stand about liberty, freedom, sovereignty, and, you know, don't mess with me, you know, the don't tread on me thing, you know? Right. Uh, I'm starting, I I didn't realize it's as prevalent in me as I discovered. That's one Mm -hmm. of the things I've learned is I'm a, a uh, ardent proponent of liberty, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, we and, both. yeah, like I, I didn't think I was as uh, as far that way as I am, you know. Yeah. Like I've really discovered that about me. It's 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 probably the number one thing. So so yeah, no, I I, I love what you're pointing to. Um, one of the things uh, I I think the other thing is after we put people back to work, and we're gonna have to break in a couple of minutes, but after we put people back to work, I think we really got to really look at our relationship to. Uh, manufacturing to sourcing product and where we get product from. You know, yes. When we look at who's benefiting from this, uh, from this whole pandemic here in the United States, uh, yeah. you know who it is. It's, China. Yeah. China's getting, China's getting rich, a, a pandemic that was created in China, and China's getting rich off of this. China is, China is focused like a laser beam mm-hmm. on the, and we, on, on the crisis. And we have put the American national security and the American health security in China's hands right now. I, I am really curious. So first of all, the, the uh, stock market was at 29,000. It plunged yeah. to 19,000, which was a uh, 30% drop, right? Mm-hmm. From 19,000, it's back up to 24,000, which is a 20% increase. So when you have that much volatility, and, and, and then there were all those daily movements of 5 and 10%, right? Yeah. Somebody with a big bankroll has made bank on this thing, on, on, on the volatility of it, right? Well, I told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it wasn't from the New York Times. It was yeah. from the Wall Street Journal and from other when, – when, 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 you know, when those four senators had sold off their stocks, yeah. which yeah. was just, just four senators. Jason Hill here, and I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app. Tune in or wcgoradio.com. The podcast is available from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Find it, rate it, and subscribe. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to my co-host Mike at MikeShurek at gmail.com. Dallas Cowboy Hall of Fame coach Tom Landry once said, A coach is someone who has you see what you don't want to see and has you hear what you don't want to hear so you can always be the person you knew yourself to be. Hello, I'm Mike Sherrick, founder and president of the Mike Sherrick Group and Mike Sherrick Coaching. We are an executive coaching and leadership development organization with offices in Berwyn, Illinois and Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Successful organizations begin with the self-awareness and authenticity of its leaders. And in today's world, we are all leaders. 
If you or your organization has a big vision, or you know there's another level you can go to, please give us a call at 630-643-6336. If you're one of the first three people who call us today, you will be eligible for a free IMX leadership assessment and debrief, a $550 value free to you and your organization. So give us a call at 630-643-6336 and take it on. Hey, we're back. This is Mike Sherrill, Jason Hill, and this is Into the Gap. Jay, do you know who John Prine is? No. That's who's playing. I like it. He's, a, he's awesome. He's an American folk singer from Chicago, and he passed away this week so from COVID-19. So we're going to just... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a... He had a really compromised health system. He had uh, mm-hmm. suffering from cancer, and uh, he uh, he was down in he was down in Nashville, and he he passed away at uh, Vanderbilt uh, oh, U- no. University Health Center. So, so yeah, he just he just passed away this week, and uh, so I, th- I asked uh, Randall to tee up some John Prine throughout the throughout the show because he's freaking out, awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, he he's from he grew up in Maywood, Illinois, which is right next to Berwyn. So, and he used to play in Fitzgeralds and in Berwyn and uh you know ran into him and was a good dude you know yeah so uh yeah so anyway man you were uh we were asking a question of uh qui bono like who who benefits from this yeah I mean let's be clear yeah when um you know the story broke about those you know four senators yeah selling off their stock who who I hope when this is all taken taken care of are impeached and tried for treason yeah (laughs) I hope so I mean, it's it's scandalous, but yeah. you know, a lot of hundreds, thousands of Americans were selling off their stocks, mm-hmm. and the report was that China was buying up these stocks, mm-hmm. as well as buying up a lot of the world's gold. Yeah, right. So China is is focused like a laser beam, mm-hmm. right? It's it's uh mm-hmm. right now it's you know it's it's dominating five G technology. Yep. Um, it's dominating. Um, quantum computing, which means that there'll be no encrypting possible on the part of the United States mm-hmm. to protect our intelligence. Um, it's, it's, it's conducting, it's, 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 it's um, dominating in, um, in automatic um, autonomous vehicles, yeah. right? Artificial it's it's dominating, in, yeah. yeah, artificial intelligence. It's dominating in a lot of spheres. Yeah. And, um, you asked the question, you know, what I, what do I think, what wasn't working and what, what is working mm-hmm. and what should be done. And I think part of the solution is that we have to really ask ourselves who we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're not like Sweden and Canada who pride themselves on not having an identity. Right. You know, Trudeau says part of what makes Canada great is that we don't have an identity. And the Swedish prime minister says part of what makes Sweden amazing is that the Muslims that are coming in will shape the new Swedish identity. We just consist in folk songs and dances, right? We are, as Americans, we have to yeah. we have to admit that for the last couple of decades, we have predicated our ident- much of our who we are on crass materialism, mm-hmm. right? And what I think, what I think, we've said this on the show before, and I can't yeah. re- reiterate it anymore, is that a healthy dose of patriotism and respect for the manufacturing vectors of this country, the supply chain, the American workers, who's emerging as heroes in this country, not celebrities, Mm -hmm. not politicians. It's the 
grocery store workers, it's the construction workers. Yep. I'm looking out the window and, and people are, are laying out fodder and, and uh, um, stuff to make, what do you call it? What, what is it called? I don't live in a suburb. I'm a, you see, I'm a city guy. What yeah. is it called? Is it solder? What is it? Sod? Laying the sod? Sod. sod yeah. yeah, sod. Yeah. Sod. Yeah. Oh I'm, a city, <laughs> I'm a city slicker. I live yeah. in concrete, right? Yeah, that's right. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. These people, and they're not, they don't have masks on. No, no, you're talking about the landscape guys. The, landscape, the landscapers, Landscape yes. contractors out there. I know they're yes. everywhere, man. Yes, you know, these are the people that we need to celebrate. And and we we have, we have, sell, we have, we'll sold our souls to this crass materialism. Yes. yes. And these people, right, who the elitists, including the academics and the politicians and the bourgeois members of the Republican and yeah. the Democratic Party. Yes. Have, have sort of had this, a kind of mild contempt for while speaking the, political speak well you know we've we've got to celebrate these people you know jay it's really interesting being old enough to remember uh the 60s right and remember what life was in the midwest in the 60s right um the the neighborhood i grew up in uh the majority of the families the fathers and some of the mothers but definitely the fathers worked at a company called international harvester Mm-hmm. And there were seven manufacturing facilities in the Chicago land area. And, and what International Harvester made were tractors and farm equipment. And they were basically John Deere's competitor, right? Yeah. And uh, they, they've since have morphed into Navistar. They, they went through a reorganization and Navistar is it. And what Navistar makes are tr- trucks, which Harvester did too, and, mm-hmm. and diesel engines. But they no longer make the farm equipment and the tractors. And... and those that farm equipment and tractors has been sold off to uh, Chinese and Japanese companies, and they're not, yeah. you know, the the manufacturers of that. We still have Caterpillar and and John Deere, but they don't have any domestic competitors. Yes, and and so what's happened is there's been all these jobs lost, and and, and we're talking about good paying jobs that could sustain a family that someone who went to high school and graduated from high school could go get and do and work a lifetime for, right? Exactly. And, and that's what's been missing. And, and when I'm looking at what, what I look and I, what I pray for that comes of this is a restoration of, and it can't happen overnight, but a restoration of a relationship to manufacturing that's both healthy for our national security, but more than yeah. that is healthy for our economy. Our economy yeah. transformed when Henry Ford built the Model T. And the reason it transformed was not because of the product, because of the number of jobs it created and the number of yes. subcontract jobs that that created, right? So you, when you have a manufacturing plant like a Ford plant, you've got tool and dye plants and stamping plants and restaurants and hair salons and doctor's offices and dentist's office and building... Con- There's this whole ripple effect that comes with manufacturing. Yes, and and that's what's missing, and we need to enroll the, our best and our brightest, and our like really good people in it too. Right, now, and and that's what I see is really the opportunity is to to really look at the supply chain, because what we've done is we've sold our souls to China. Yeah, you know, you told the story of the Patriot plane going to get masks, and you know, please share that. What happened from that? You know, that's humiliating. I was as a as a naturalized American citizen. Yeah. I was. And a, and, a, and a bona fide patriot, lover of this country, I was embarrassed that the, 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 the country in which this pandemic was created, yeah. China, 
yeah. is supplying America. By the way, eight out of ten of those masks were defective. Of course, they were defective. Defective. Yeah. Uh, is supplying us with masks? Mm -hmm. Why is Why is America short on masks? Yeah. Short. Of, why is America short on, on the supply anything. of anything in the yeah. world? Yeah. Right. And this is this is where we need to on the supply side, the manufacturing side, yeah. you know, and again, you know, we have a massive shortage of nurses. So either either we get a very smart merit based immigration program in place. Mm -hmm. uh, all the nurses who took care of my grandmother when she was sick for nine years with a stroke yeah. were Filipino nurses. Yeah. Right. We have a shortage of doctors and we have a shortage of nurses. Yep. And I can tell you the Ph.D. students at DePaul. Um, in the PhD program are not, nine out of 10 of them are not American students. We don't have enough American students to fill the, the computer science PhD programs in this country. Yeah, yeah. So either, either you know, there are a couple of things that have to take place. We have to incentivize people to go into these professions <clears throat> because we treat them like dirt. We yeah. pay them like dirt. And, you know, we have to get back to this issue of, and I speak as a, as a PhD college educator, mm -hmm. we need, we need less, I'm going to say this, it's going to piss people off. Mm -hmm. We need less philosophers. We need less sociologists. We need yeah. less damn anthropologists in the world. We need more people. We need more vocational schools yep. to train people over a nine month apprenticeship period, a yep. 10 month, 11 month, however long yep. to go into the manufacturing vectors. Yep. You don't need a four-year college degree no, no. to work in these jobs. No, dude. You, and you, I see my I see these kids in my classroom, yeah. right? When I teach my courses in politics and mm -hmm. in philosophy, psychology, ethics, they are smart as any Harvard student. Yep. But they don't belong in a traditional university. You know, Jay. They one belong. one of the really cool things in uh, that right before we the NAFTA thing and we shipped all manufacturing off into uh, you know the third world. Um, there was a, there was a breakthrough that was incurring in the United States in the end of the nineties and early two thousands and in the nineties. So by the time 2000 came, it was mostly gone, but we started going to cellular manufacturing and what cellular manufacturing was, was short, ba short batched manufacturing operated by teams and mm -hmm. people that, you know, had high school educations were able to use their brains to build full, like you could build a complete engine in a cell yes. And shipped the engine out. It wasn't a big assembly line. And, and what that allowed for was a customized engine. So you could order an engine online or, mm -hmm. or call them up and tell them what you want. And they could build it. And it could be put in your car. And it would be like a three-week from order to delivery, not like 14 months like it used to be, right? And it, it picked up and created all this flexibility at not a lot of cost because you were using technology to assist the human element and then the, the humanity could put it together and they would come up with innovation and it was in this incredibly vibrant environment. Yeah. But because, you know, you ask like what happened, one of the things that's happened, Jay, is all the money the corporations have made, they take that money and they buy back their stock. They don't put it in, in a shelter. You that's know? right. They just buy back their stock to increase the, the, the shareholder equity, which is usually a relatively small number of people. And so what I think what we got to do too is we got to look at our tax policy around corporations and we got to yeah. look at where's the money going and where yes. the investments are. And we got to, we got to get rid of the lobbyists. You know, there's 235 lobbyists for every member of Congress. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. There's 12,800 <laughs> registered lobbyists in Washington, D.C. on K street, 12,800. 
There's 535, you know, legislators. It's nuts, man. It's so, collusion. There's the, the collusion between business and government has to end. It's got to. It's got to. Government's got to govern, and business has got to do business, and they got to do, do business in an ethical, moral, and in a way that it has integrity that's in service yeah. of something more. Listen, I, I'm all for profit. I'm a capitalist. Exactly. But being a, cheating <laughs> is not capitalism. Yes. So, so yeah, that's what's uh, – yeah, man. Yeah, thanks so much for for that because it, yeah, the whole idea of the the Patriot airplane going to China to pick that stuff up is just gagging, you know. But and you, you remember how much time do we have left before we go to break? Because there's one point I want to bring up yeah. about a kind of capitalism that used to be almost paternalistic and benevolent mm-hmm. back in the fifties when yeah. Johnson and and Ford and 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 used to uh, send their their workers home with a. a truckloads of oranges and Let, let's talk packages. let's we got to take a break let's talk about that when we get back i want to talk yeah. about this paternalistic approach to capitalism hey we're back this is mike sherrick jason hill this is into the gap and you're listening to little john prine as we're remembering john prine who passed away this week anyway uh jay you you left our last break we were talking about um the the kind of capitalism that existed in the 50s and 60s, a kind of paternalistic, where the leaders... And the, and the, well, before the 60s, I think the shift happened after the 60s, really. Before, before yeah. kind of more a benevolent, paternalistic capitalism, yeah. where Johnson and Johnson and Johnson and, yeah. and, and Ford used to take yeah. care of their workers. I mean, yeah. I, I was going through the, uh, so, uh, 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 an online history of, of, of the kind of capitalism that was practiced. Mm-hmm. They would send their workers home with care packages. Yeah. They would make sure that their children were inoculated against yep. you know childhood diseases, free of charge to the workers. Yep. So there was an ethic of care. And I think what what has happened is that in late stage capitalism, I think that with the with the, the transfer, capitalism becomes so mobile yeah. with the transfer of capital. Mm-hmm. Um, communities have become obsolete. Yeah. We don't, and when communities become obsolete, we lose touch with each other as human beings. Yeah. And a kind of, a kind of, as you said it, a kind of narcissism, a kind of survivalist, me survivalist code yeah. takes, supersedes a sense of community and a sense of an ethic of care for our fellow human beings. Yeah. And this is what is this is what has happened. And I think we need to also, you know, when this whole pandemic is over, um, rethink. What what does it mean to to be what what does community mean to us? Yeah, you know, and yeah, Jay, you know, when you're bringing this up, I'm thinking. Um, so I grew up, you know, I talk about it all the time. I grew up in Berwyn, and so many of dads worked at International Harvester, like you're talking to, right? So there was this shared understanding of how things were. You know, if something yeah. happened at the plant, if somebody got hurt, everybody knew about it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't everybody wasn't super huggy and touchy and feely, but there was a there was a knowing of one another. And a trust yes. of one another that existed. Yeah. The the thing you're talking about, as we lose that sense of community, what I'm seeing, especially on social media, is there's this type of herd mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone has to go in the same direction. Everyone mm-hmm. looks alike, talks like, sounds alike. But yeah. he, here's what's disgusting about herds. If you think about a herd of zebra, right? And yeah. they're running and they all blend in and you can't tell one from the other. What does a lion do? He runs into the herd and grabs one and he eats them, right? And what do the other zebras do? They don't give a damn. Better him than me, right? Yeah. And so that's what I'm seeing in this herd mentality is nobody really cares. They're only, they're only herding up for their own protection. There's a sense of survivalism or narcissism yeah. that isn't, isn't forwarding or growing. Right. 
And it's funny, we got the screen up here and, you know, this, this courage over comfort motto of into the gap and the whole idea of into the gap is leaving an existing condition into another. And we got to jump over this gap. And I didn't realize how relevant, like it was foretelling to what's going on today. And, Mm -hmm. and we have to, you know, you mentioned it earlier, this, would you call it crass consumerism? Yeah. Um, Crass materialism. Materialism. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to be willing to relinquish a little bit of comfort for a, a, a better life, a better culture, a better world. You know, we've yeah. got to get beyond. It was funny. <laughs> I had to go to the bank the other day. I couldn't get out of the bank parking lot because of the line at Starbucks. <laughs> like I had to wait 10 minutes and nobody would let me through because they had to get their double latte, caramel filled you know, God knows what it, I don't drink coffee, but I only like, it was like these zombies in their cars waiting to go through the start, the, the drive through at the Starbucks. And I'm like, holy cow, man. Like this, this breaking the addiction of comfort and materialism is going to be tough. We're going to need a 12 step program, I think, or something, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, halfway houses, you know, oh man, I, you know, I, you know, hi, I'm Mike and I'm uh, addicted to, uh, lattes you know <laughs> something stupid yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah that's it's a it's a really interesting question to ask whether this will bring about a sort of ethical paradigm shift in us or if we'll just revert to type i don't i really don't know i don't know if the pandemic is going to be serious enough to bring about some sort of ethical shift that, that's in, our sense, in, our, in our sensibilities, or we're just going to revert to type once this is over. And that's what it's going to have to require, Jay, is shifting from discomfort to awakening. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I one of the concerns I have is we've created such a high level of insulation. Yeah. That it may be tif- difficult. I, I particularly look at like large corporations. Most large corporations are going to withstand this pretty well for a lot of different yes. reasons. They're big, they're massive, they've got momentum, people depend on them, and also the government's got their back and the government's not going to let them go because they've got a yeah. lot of lobbying clout and that type of thing. Yeah. The, the place where I have concern are the small businesses. The yeah. backbone of the economy. The backbone of the economy and the real soul of our nation. And, That's right. And what I'm really concerned about are like the diners, the, yes. the, the saloons. Dude, do you know what I miss most? about this whole thing. Do you know what I really miss? It's insane. I would have never guessed this in a million years. What's that? Draft beer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that stupid? No. I, I would kill for an ice cold Miller Lite on tap right now. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's just, I'm like, holy cow. And it, it wasn't like I had a lot of it, but it's like, oh my God, I really want one. You know? Yeah. So the first, yeah. the first time there's a bar open, guess who's going to be in line? You know, <laughs> yeah, because I and I want to watch sports on TV and I want to sit and talk crap to the guy next to me. You know, yes, I want to yes. badmouth the Cubs. You know, yeah, that's what I miss. That's yes. you know, and and that's the thing that's that's really uh, that's really interesting. So, yeah, we we um, I, I hope we we can. What do you think it's going to take to get this reengagement in manufacturing? Well, more shortages, more suffering, more people dying. Really? You know, more. Yeah. I think, yeah, like just what we're seeing more people on the front line, more, Mm -hmm. more doctors complaining. And by the way, there, these, some of these doctors and nurses are being fired 
which is a disgrace. I by know. The hospitals. I know. I know. Right. More doctors and more nurses dying or getting getting in more more than likely getting infected with the, with COVID mm -hmm. because they don't have the health gear yeah. because American manufacturers. It shouldn't. The president shouldn't have to enforce the Defense Act to force companies. Yeah. We should have a stockpile of already have had a stockpile of these um, uh, goods mm -hmm. or supplies. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, so what is it going to take? It's going to take people looking at what's happening in California. You know, no up to 19 million people have filed unemployment. The lines, the food lines in, in California, food lines for people That's who are hungry, yeah. who don't know where their next meal is coming yeah. from. One yeah. woman said she was in line since Wednesday. Yesterday, she'd been in line in her, for two days waiting for a meal. Yeah. yeah. Um, the images of, of those images are haunting images in the United States of America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jay, if there is not a call for a complete reinvention of our socio-political economic system, and it's not, I'm not talking about a radical change overnight, but yeah. really from a place of leadership to really start making, asking questions about how did we get here? You yeah. know, and how do we restore American socialism, uh, socialism, American exceptionalism, you know, because yeah. we've got American socialism right now. I don't like really like how it looks, but American yeah. exceptionalism. And you were talking about regaining a place. I love, I love your passion, man. A place of dominance in the world. Yeah. You know, what do you see it's going to take there? How do you, how do you, how do you see us? like getting from where we're at now, you know, and well, Obama-esque apologizing for everything to really well, getting to a place of leadership. Well, again, we've got to sort of, we've got to find a way of decoupling ourselves from China. Yeah. We've got to decouple ourselves from these secondary um, uh, vectors, political vectors on whom we're dependent for a lot of the things that make, that we think make our lives comfortable. Could you identify and, a couple of those? Um, or consumer goods, or okay. flat screen TVs, or iPhones. Yep. You know, we don't we don't need to change our iPhones every two years. Or we don't need to if, buy. If you're cool, you do. You know. <laughs> if you're cool, you do. Yeah, yeah. Right. We need we need to we need to invest in um in in uh, why is why is China dominating five G technology? Mm -hmm. Right. Why are most of the PhD programs? In computing science, science being filled by East Indians and Chinese in this country, and not by American students. Americans are smart, can-do, problem-solving people. Mm -hmm. As an educator, I look back and I say, why is it that we have a shortage of nurses? Yeah. Why is it that we have a shortage of technology experts? My brother works as a computer technology. He's a, he's, he writes programs. He does a lot of things, but he works yeah. in the IT field. Yeah. 75% of those people are. East Indians and Chinese. Yeah. What's keeping Americans from occupying these fields? Most of them at my university, they're going into finance. They're going into, well, you know, uh, they want to be hedge fund managers. Mm -hmm. They want to be lawyers, 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 lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, we've, 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 we have to rethink the soul of who we are as a people. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, one thing, I, one of the things I like about the show is that I get to talk about something that most people looking at my background, mm -hmm. wouldn't think that I would want to talk about, which is the working, the, the working class, the right. work, working Americans. Right. That we need to start 
opening up more vocational schools and get rid of this elitist idea that the only way to upward social mobility is through a four-year college degree. Yeah. This is a bunch of malarkey. And I speak as an edu- a university professor, mm-hmm. but I think in the division of labor, work can be done on multiple lines. And the idea that we're gonna just track all these high school students into a four-year college mm-hmm. uh, uh, field is pure madness. There's so much talent that is being wasted. These, a lot of these kids need to be going into the manufacturing uh, service track yeah. that don't require college, college education at yeah. all. You, you know, Jay, you, you're, you're talking about um, where this went. It, and I was part of the generation that um, the mantra that I grew up on, and we're gonna have to take a break in a minute, and I wanna talk about this in the last segment. The mantra that I was growing up in was to be better than my parents. You know? Yes. And my parents, you know, we're both high school educated and my dad was an incredible, both my parents were brilliant people, way as far smart, mm-hmm. smarter than me, but it was incumbent upon me to do better than them. And, you know, I'm a baby boomer. And I think what's happened is we've perpetuated that and, and lost sight of, you know, like the, the triangle's been tipped over. So when we get back, I want to talk about that and, and get into this a little more because, yeah, I, I think one of the really brilliant things you bring is this look at the working class and the population and how, how we can operate as a society so this is into the gap this is one of the saddest songs ever written sam stone what's it called it's uh called sam stone it's about a guy coming back from vietnam and with a uh, opioid addiction Mm -hmm. and his relationship to his kids and everything it's a it's a pretty rough song and you know when i when i when i got aware of prime it was um in the mid-70s, toward the end of the Vietnam War. You know, and John Prine was a young guy. He was probably 25 writing those songs when I was a teenage kid. And, uh, you know, the, we, I didn't serve in Nam, nor I was old enough to get drafted or anything, but I, but I witnessed the end of the, the war. And, you know, we had this war that went on for, God, 12 years, 13 years, 50,000 dead, yeah. you know, and for no reason. Yeah. And that was the beginning of really questioning. And then there was all the ripple effect, you know, there was a huge amount of missing in action. There were there, like people, they didn't, the caskets didn't come home. You know, there was uh, a, a huge amount of, of, uh, before they even knew what it was, PTSD. You know, th- these guys would come yeah. back from Nam and they were a mess and nobody knew what it was. There was no label for it. There was drug addiction because there was so much opium and uh, heroin over there that that's how they spent their time because these guys would be in war zones and nothing would happen, and all of a sudden they'd be attacked, you know? So, it, it, you know, that, that early and mid-70s period of time was a really interesting time, uh, really kind of one of, of a lot of uncertainty unknown and a lot of questioning. And then there was the economic upheaval. And, and, I'm, and I'm listening to this song, I'm going, holy cow, how, how, how prevalent and how relevant is that today? You know? Yeah. Although we're not in that type of war, we're in a different type of situation. It's leave, that's filled with uncertainty. That's that there's a body count. That there's a questioning. There's all this stuff, you know. So it's um, it's really, 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 really. Uh, it, it's a it's a wild time. So yeah. So yeah, man. So yeah, thanks for the conversation, man. This has really been. Um, I hope I hope people listening are, are are thinking and enjoying this as much as I am because this is really starting to. It, it, I don't know if it's answering questions as much as questioning answers, you know? Well, it's, 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 
you know, it's like the experts we were talking about. We can't yeah. expect them to be infallible and we can't expect yeah. them to have all the answers. And part of part of what this this pandemic is teaching mm-hmm. me as um as a as a as a a writer, as a philosopher, an academic philosopher, yeah. as a professional thinker, yeah, is a little bit of humility. It's like yeah. to say, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. We don't know how this virus is gonna go. We we have to take a sort of agnostic position sometimes and say. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we lapse, which is my fear, Mike, mm-hmm. that we lapse into paralysis and inaction. Yeah. No, no. There, and like, that, that's what our conversation about before the show was when I was sitting out in the parking lot. We were talking, you know. We yeah. Kind of, we kind of had a differing point of view. And, and what I noticed in our conversation there is I've got this incredible bias toward action. You know, I've got this ready, fire, aim kind of mentality. Let's go just do something and we'll figure it out. Right? <laughs> that is not the that is not the mentality of a professional thinker or philosopher. You know, it's it's different. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, 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 I think mm-hmm. I like I like to think. Bef- I mean, I like to think before I act. Yeah. And I think I was I think <laughs> in a pandemic, you know, acting with acting with your gut and acting with instincts is not always the best course of action. Sometimes mm-hmm. in a crisis situation, you just got to go slam on. You don't you don't have yeah. time to think. Right. You don't have the leisure of like pondering and right. thinking. But I think in a time of a pandemic, uh, one has to think strategically. One has to think clearly. Yeah. And that's yeah. I was saying. That's why I brought up the issue of antibodies. No, yeah. I want to say something before we close out. Yeah. That we have to also think when we talk about the experts saying you know let's think about antibody testing and putting back into the workforce which i think is a very thoughtful rational way of approaching this issue yeah the flip side of that is that we have to be very careful we are we are already a heavily surveillance society yeah we don't realize since 911 how much and with these with Google technology and, mm-hmm. and iPhone yep. and Amazon and so on, how much of our data is out there yep. and how much we're tracked by the government. We've given up so much of our freedom and liberty yep. uh, in the in the name of security and comfort that yep. the flip side of yep. this is that we're just going to lapse more and more into uh, an, a more surveillance state yeah. and give up more of our freedom. Yeah. And that's the road to fascism. And that's the road to authoritarianism. Yeah. And yeah, Jay, and we, and we talked about this too. You know, one of the things that I'm, I didn't realize how passionate I was about my own personal sovereignty and freedom until this whole thing started showing up. I mean, I was kind of like, oh. in a, I was kind of in a down low, you know, whatever those guys are called. I'm not quite a militia member, but, you know, could understand where the thinking came from. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm really, one of my real concerns about this thing has been the, abdication of liberties the the yeah. and, and the lack of resistance in doing so you know oh yeah. okay sure you tell me stay at home sure no problem you, i can't go to lakefront sure no problem all it's going to take is a cop driving by and say get off the lakefront everyone clears that's it really and, and not that i'm calling for civil disobedience and and what i'm also calling for is people be responsible for their health and well-being and as, as it affects other human beings that's that's what i'm but you know uh lori lightfoot is you know step across that boundary million times and and i get it's well intended but we there's no questioning and and that's where there this is where i think there needs to be conversation there needs to be you know give and take i'm not i'm not advocating one or the other i don't know but 
I, I'm, I'm very, very leery of the continuation of the giving away of liberty for our safety and our comfort, you know? Right. Um, you know, I, I don't want to live in a very, in a luxury prison, you know? That's right. That's, that's right. really what I don't want to live in. So, right. Right. yeah, so, so that's, that's really the, the, the really interesting. One thing I wanted to ask you about, what do you think about Bernie dropping out? Well, he needed to drop out. I think, yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous for him to stay in the race. He, you know, he preached a message of socialism and, mm -hmm. the, you know, it, sh it shows how fickle these young people are. <laughs> God bless them. I love them. I love them. I, th these are my kids, right? I have no yeah. biological kids. I teach them. I've been teaching for 24 years. Yeah. But, you know, they go to his rallies and they rah, rah, rah. We want free education. We want socialism. Yeah. But when it comes to standing in these long four-hour lines, yeah. they don't turn up. So the country said no to socialism. Yeah, And I knew that was going to happen. It's not in our political DNA. Yeah. We're not a socialist country. Yeah, And it was time for him to drop out. Um, what I find more interesting is that how, how fickle the Democrats are. Oh my God. Uh, they, they know about Cuomo to be 54%, according to... The New York Times yesterday, 54% of registered Democrats yeah. want Biden replaced by Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, that's beautiful, isn't it? So that's going to be interesting. Well, I, I, I hope, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm really looking forward to the Milwaukee Democratic Convention. Because here's what I know about Democrats. Given all the advantages in the world, they will screw it up. You know, they will completely screw it up and they will make a mistake. And we will have four more years of Donald Trump. And then we got to deal with that. You know, so... Well, it's just, I, it's I, I'm, interested in, I'm interested in seeing who Biden is going to pick as his running mate. Um, I don't know. Know. Whoever they pick, it'll, they'll screw it up. It'll be a mistake. It'll be a mistake. You know, because yeah. it's, it's it, right now it's one of three people, and and all three of them have, are incredibly flawed from the standpoint of really coalescing and bringing people together. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's. It, it, I was even a big fan of Amy Klobuchar, but she said a few things in the last week or so that I'm like, oh, Amy, please, this is when you should stop talking. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know. yeah. So yeah, I don't know who they're, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be, when this thing comes, when we start loosening up, there's going to be some funny stuff that goes on. That's what I'm going to, that's yeah. what I'm going to bet. You know, there's going to be some, I, yeah. I, I am, imp I, when I talk about leadership and action, I, I think I have been impressed with Andrew Cuomo. He's done a great job. He's done a great job. So, well, kids, we're done, man. This went quick today, Jay. Yeah. Everyone, be safe out there. This is Mike Sherrick, Jason Hill. This is Into the Gap, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Next week. See you. All right. Bye.